Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Episode number 32 of Tell Me Your Tales. My name's Brady Trellful. What I do on this podcast is I have conversations with interesting people, people that have experienced a bit of success in the past and uh, people I find pretty inspiring. And if you've tuned into this one, you've tuned into the Road to Berlin Marathon podcast series with myself, Julian Spence and Bradley Croker. On this episode, we give you a bit of a rundown of what's been going on our in our running weeks. And we focus on a question from a listener, Chris, who wrote in to ask us all about what we do for recovery. This is probably the most informative episode that I think we've released with the um, Road to Berlin podcast series. And it's an episode that I wish I heard, especially about respecting recovery um, two or three years ago, because I've made plenty of mistakes in not concentrating enough on recovery. And... um, yeah, these two boys have plenty of words of wisdom to say on that topic. I hope you enjoy it. If uh, you do have a question for us or a topic to address in future episodes, please let me know at uh, bradytrailful at gmail.com. And as I said, I hope you really enjoy it. Cheers, guys. Rightio, fellas. Tell me your tales, uh, Road to Berlin number, I think it's number six, just under 11 weeks to go. Welcome. Thanks for your time again. Hello, no boys. It's, uh, it's good to be chatting to you again. We're recording this on Monday night, so at least we're not halfway through the week, week like last week. So it um, should be good. Uh, Who did we start with last week? Julian, I reckon we started with you, so we might start with Brad's week this week. How's that sound? Yeah, Happy with that. Go for it, Brad. Fire us off. Take us through the week post-Gold Coast pacemaking duties. Yeah, so it was um, it was a pretty uneventful week, really. I guess uh, coming off the 35k at Gold Coast, just wanted to make sure that I guess I absorbed that week. Um, the first half, I was, I was a little bit, a little bit heavy in the quads. Um, not overly domsy, like compared to you know if you've run a hard half marathon or the full. Um, so Monday, I just did 45 minutes on some trails at sort of 4:21 kilometer average. Um, Tuesday was just 60 minutes um, at 4.14s on the bike path. Um, yeah, it was a bit windy and cold that day. Uh, Wednesday, I got out for 95 minutes. Felt still a little bit heavy at the start of that run, but 
by the end of it was starting to come good. So that worked out at uh, just over 22K at 4.12s over some um, undulations. Uh, Thursday was back to some double runs. So I just did 15K in the morning on trails at, at 4.11s per kilometre. And in the afternoon, went out for 35 minutes at 4.10s. And um, uh, at least once a week, I've been doing sort of six 10-second hill sprints um, at the end of my 35-minute runs. So give myself five minutes and have a bit of a stretch and just um, uh, just try and sort of limber up a little bit and then just do those with a good sort of minute, minute and a half, just walk back down, take my time and just try and, I guess get really explosive and just run as hard as I can up the hill. So I did six of those. Uh, Friday was the only session that I did. Um, originally, I was going to do four or five by 2K off a two-minute float, um, but the coach said, look, there's there's more to be lost than gained by really pushing anything this week. So he said, just go out and do two by 3K with a two-minute float and, um, and so I decided to do that. I normally, for all of my sessions, I normally do my 5K warm-up, stop, have a stretch, do some strides. But for Friday, because it was such a low-key session, I decided to just do it as a continuous run. So I sort of just ran the 5K at 4.12s and then just went straight into a 3K. And the first 3K didn't feel great, but I don't know if you guys find the same, but when you don't stop, stretch, and do strides, it always feels a little bit harder going from, say, four-minute Ks to 3.20s, 3.30s. So, yeah. Um, I definitely yeah, feel I like sometimes you're warming up and you're actually like, how the heck am I going to actually do a fast session today? Just because it feels so, I don't know, strange. But then once you get your flats on and do some drills and some strides, and it just comes out way easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess, as I said, I didn't really care about what, what sort of splits I was hitting. But anyway, I did um, sort of 10.19 for the first 3K, floated two minutes at sort of 3.40 um, per kilometre pace and then ran um, 9.55 for the second 3K. And, and the second 3K definitely felt better than the first. Um, I guess the first 3K sort of everything got activated and, um, yeah, off that two-minute float felt felt really good on the 3K and because it was a continuous run I sort of just kept rolling and ran sort of 345 to 350 kilometer pace for the next 5k running home so it ended up being I don't know 16 and a half k at 347s um so it was you know it was sort of one of those half sessions I suppose um Saturday got out in the morning for 60 minutes at 414s and uh, in the afternoon, went 35 minutes at 4.11s and um, found this nice synthetic oval and did six uh, sort of 100-metre strides. And that brings us to Sunday, which was um, two hours 10. And in that time, covered sort of 31.3 at 4.09s. Um, it felt, felt pretty good. Um, did that one depleted. So I've been trying to do a lot of my morning runs even long runs just i'll just have a black coffee in the morning um de definitely makes the run a little bit tougher but um hopefully it'll it'll help me for the marathon uh and that worked out at 141 kilometers for the week so it was um yeah like on, on paper it was, it was nothing special it was more about recovery and um just that one sort of light session so, yeah. yeah you feel like you're over that gold coast run yeah, I do now. Um, yesterday, I was like, 
yeah, like parts of yesterday still didn't feel awesome, but then this morning and this afternoon felt great. So, um, yeah, and to put it into perspective, a couple of years ago, 141 for a week was like a massive week for me, and this is now just like a recovery week. So it's, it's a pretty good place to be, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when you do those hills, do you put your flats on for those, or you just do them in your trainers after you've done the jog? Uh, 50-50. Um, if, the, if the flats are out the front front door, I'll put them on. If they're inside, I won't bother, and I'll just wear whatever shoes I'm wearing. But I definitely prefer to do them in um, in the flats. So, um, yes, that was my week, and this, you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, recovered well enough that I'll be able to hit a pretty big week this week so yeah there you go you live in canberra and want a new pair of racing flats just go past brad's place look him up on strava and then yeah. we uh pick out self up some new ones <laughs> yeah i, I had a look at his strava <laughs> and his at his shoe at his shoe lineup he's yeah. got a lot of the same sort of shoe pretty impressive hey um what what, what so what, what are your comments then jules on my shoe selection what can you uh, tell what can what can you tell about a person from their shoe collection you update your flats pretty often. Yeah, right. Because I've, what, 300, 300 kilometres in a pair of flats? Max. There are a few others that were less, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Like, And yeah. also, you're pretty diligent in tracking mileage in shoes. Not a that's lot of true. people will do that. So, um, Yeah, I have got pretty good at that lately. Um, he's, he's, like, just a random shoe story, and so... I've been doing a lot of my sessions and marathons in the streak sixes, um, yeah. in the non-fly knit ones. Yeah. And I bought bought the fly knit ones, and I thought I was going to do Canberra Marathon in them. Did a couple of sessions, and then for some reason the um, the uh, the upper where it sort of goes straight across the bone on the outside of your ankle, it started like aggravating like a nerve, and so. I, I can't I can't wear them anymore. Even though I love the shoe, I just get this like nerve like nerve pain down the side of my ankle when I yeah. wear those shoes. And I don't, and I don't get them on the other streak sixes. So it's weird. it's it's more like a um a cuff rather than a heel counter though, isn't it? It's yeah, like it's, it goes it's an elastic. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. goes straight across as opposed to it do, doesn't have sort of the cutout like the the like the heel counter does. So yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's a different. Different um, cut, different upper, and they're they're a more durable upper. The flyknit. Um, so there's been some instances where guys have blown out the mesh on the um, standard streak six, and yeah. you will never do that in a flyknit. But yeah. you'll also find like the flyknit doesn't. It's not as secure of a lockdown, and the racing yeah. flat. Um, sometimes you you prefer that that stiffer mesh rather than the more flexible flyknit as well. Yeah. We, we we stock both of them actually, and we do better with the the mesh one. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure all the top guys. I don't think any of the top guys wear the fly knits, do they? Like, um, it's well, it depends like how top you go. Mm-hmm. I've got a few friends that wear the fly knits down here, and they they prefer it because they feel like it's a better fit for them. Um, and they know they can get more than 100k it, within 100. They're starting to bust through those mesh ones. So yeah, um, and, and that's and that, that's the reason why I had to change my first lot of streak sixes was because um, down the inside um, they blew out there. 
Yeah. Even though even though I felt like they still had you know, they still felt good on, on my feet, um, but I just wasn't comfortable running with a pair of shoes that were sort of yeah, blown out the sides. And we love shoes, so we get more. That's <laughs> yeah, just... that's right. So, anyway. You took yeah. you took three pairs of race and flights after the Gold Coast, didn't you? Yeah, but yeah. that's often <laughs> that when when I go away for trips, I'll often pack shoes that I know are done and I just use them for the easy runs up there and then I just leave them in the hotel, like leave them in the dump, like in the in the trash. So I don't have to bring them back. So that's why I had that's why I had all the shoes up there. So those... You know you could just leave them in Canberra. <laughs> and put them in yeah, the I bin. Could. <laughs> I, I could. I thought oh, I'll just take them up there because obviously, obviously wasn't going to do much running other than the, the marathon and, yeah. So that's that's why I had all those shoes up there, Brady. So those ones that you raced Gold Coast in, are they the ones? Is that the Streak Six that you're talking about now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the non non flying. Flying it, yeah. So you thinking non- that's what you'll wear at Berlin? Um, yeah, I've got like three pairs of them here stockpiled. Yeah, right. But Just... the ones I'm wearing at the moment, they'll be they'll be worn out by the time Berlin rolls around. But I've got um. The same same pair, just in a um, different colour. Yeah. Brad was telling me about this Nike factory up in Canberra, Julian. Just cheap as chips up there. Nike factory? Yeah. 80, yeah, I don't think they make bucks. shoes in Australia. <laughs> I think the factories are in China, Bradley. No, no, no. No, no I, mean, I didn't say factory. What is factory it? Factory outlet. Factory outlet. You knew what I meant. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, um, <clears throat> the outlets, they sell all the old stuff I send back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, why are you bringing this stuff up? <laughs> this is good content. I was, um, I was tempted to find all the stuff we, there, all the stuff that breaks, we send to the factory. That's what you're buying. Our seconds, but yeah, stock that's all right. As well. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, on a serious note, did you get any treatment this week as well? Um, I got treatment last Wednesday. So, and then, um, yeah, so I won't get. I've got treatment scheduled in for next Monday again. Yeah. So it's anywhere between one and two weeks that I um that I see my soft tissue therapist. Beautiful. Sounds like you're in yeah. um yeah good spot over that Gold Coast one and ready to go from here. Yeah. So it'll really start to ramp up from now. Um, I think you know I've got planned about 180 this week, probably 160 next week, and then back up to 180 the week after. So yeah. You doing hard. any races? Um, I haven't got any planned at this stage. There's the New South Wales Half Marathon champs three weeks before Berlin. Um, so I thought I might go up there and just do it as a solid tempo, um, you know, try and go through, you know, just run it in sort of, I don't know, 68 and a half to 69 and a half, to, but just feeling strong so that, you know, 70 minutes or 71 feels comfortable at Berlin. Yeah. But, at this, but at this stage, yeah, I, I don't have anything planned. I'd like to. Um the only thing I've got planned really is like every four weeks have on that lighter week that I have um, either a park run or find some other race. So if, if I find a race that I don't have to travel too far for, I'll do. Um, if not, I'll just do a park run, but maybe not in the um, aggressive flats and maybe just a little bit slower just so I know I can train the next week. Yeah, good thinking. Right, mm-hmm. uh, Julian, what about your week, mate? No recovery from a 35K effort anyway. Mm-hmm. No, no, I was ready to go. So <clears throat> I probably had a uh, <clears throat> more solid week this week. I just I did a workout on Tuesday. Um, it was really 
pretty average conditions again like i don't know but i seem to time my workouts when it's raining and cold and windy so we tell tell each other how tough we are because we do it um <laughs> but it it, it 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 might affect the pace a little bit but so <clears throat> we went out to um the back roads basically ballarat's pretty hilly in town so in order to get a good trail to run on you can't you have to go outside a little bit um and there's some good dirt roads and some back country roads and i like that kind of running um so i did it in the same place where i did it last the week before and did five minutes on five minutes float um i just did four of them so all up 40 minutes for the workout uh the ons actually went a lot better than i thought they would so I was rolling along and um, somehow managed to time my ons with the slight downhill and the offs got a, like the uphill section and then I turned around at the end and so I got the on with the the downhill again and then so it, it worked out to make the workout look a lot better than um, than it was probably probably was so we take that when we when we can um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think I averaged um, three, just over three minutes a K for the ons. And then I, ke- I tried to keep the offs. I didn't really care what the offs were. I just wanted them to be steady. And they all worked out around 3.30, so I think around 3.30 to 3.40. Um, and, and they were uphill a little bit. So I was really happy with how that went. I felt, felt good at the end. The stride was really strong like the rhythm was good i wasn't getting any stitches and the breathing was 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 good so yeah i guess from a um from like a non-pace um perspective everything was working well yeah did Uh, you do that with somebody else or just solo um well Watto came back for his first run since he went to comrades and um he was there with for the first he lasted three minutes (laughs) <laughs> out of the 40 and then i saw him again at the end um and we warmed down together so he yeah he had a crack he was good of him that's solid for you then like 12k kind of 318 pace solo on the back roads in the rain and over hills yeah i was really happy i um i'm, I'm i mean i i i didn't have an expectation for that session i, I was probably expecting to go a bit slower but then I'm out there, I'm thinking, shit, there's only four of these and they're only five minutes long. I probably should be pushing a bit harder. And so I just I just strode out a little bit and, and five minutes felt went went past really quick. So that that, that I was happy. Um, Where'd you get that session again, from? I've never seen that one. Sorry to cut you off. Five minutes on, five minutes float. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do it a lot. And I give it to a lot of my athletes as well because I try to aim for the five minutes on to be um more like half marathon pace and then the offs to be um just about maybe 85 percent of marathon pace so you you're sort of sitting under threshold and then you're sitting over threshold and then under threshold and over threshold but it, it keeps a really good rhythm going the whole time and see we did 40 i did 40 minutes but i've done that session up to 70 minutes as well so you, you you can progress it just by adding in more five-minute blocks. And I think that's what I'll do during this build-up. I'll do that workout again. Um, I've also done it in 10-minute blocks where you do – I think I've done 
I've done it to 80 minutes where I've gone four by 10 minutes at half marathon pace, 10 minutes float. And it ends up being 80 minutes and about like 21, 22, I think about 22. Oh, no, by then it would be a fair bit. Yeah, it'd be like You'd yeah, average pretty fast. Yeah. yeah, be a half marathon. Yeah. yeah, so it's a solid, it's a solid session. And um, I like it because sometimes when you say, I'm going to go and do 23K at a one, one pace, you just, you don't, it's hard to focus for that long. So this allows you to sort of look forward to that 10-minute block. And then if you have 10 minutes at the float, you feel amazing at the end of that and you want to go again. So it's it's a good workout. Mm. And I reckon if you like mentally getting yourself up for four by something or five by something is a lot better than trying to do, you know, 10 by 1K because it sounds harder, but it's, yeah, it's probably just that thought of going hard four times or five times is a lot easier to push yourself through. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'll, I've written a program or anything, but I'll probably extend that session out to be about 70 minutes, uh, and I'll change the paces. I'll slow it down a little, slow, slow the ons down and turn it into more of a threshold run rather than a, a real, like a, a repeat-type run like that was. Yeah. Um, yep, so Wednesday I went into 90 minutes in the morning and um, – just got to get those ones done for me. Like that's a pre-work 90 minutes where you're in the hills, you feel a bit beat up from Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's just finish that off and <laughs> and move on. Um, Thursday, I did, oh, well, yeah, I went and did some hill reps. Uh, so I was out of work late, which means it's dark and you, you have to find the right spots around town that there's lights to do. If you want to do a workout, it's pretty much the track only in Ballarat. Everywhere else is terrible for lights. So we, we went and found a lot, like a, I guess a street that had a few lights on it where we went up and down a hill. Um, did some 45-second repeats, eight of them, at about 90% where they were like, I treated them as, as long strides. And then I did um, hard 10 to 15 seconds, kind of like how Brad does. Um, I, I finished the workout with those to get a like to get the power side of it done. Um, and then, yep. So Saturday, jumped in with Nath. Uh, again, really cold, pretty shit morning, raining, and went around the lake. We, we did two laps, um, but we did five by two k. Uh, average was about three seven. I mean. We average about 309, I reckon, 308, 309 for the, for the reps and st- and then jogging or standing for 90 seconds. Um, and that was like, that was harder than it should have been for both of us, but we, we weren't too fast because it was a lot of like, we just wanted to get that done. After, you know when the first rep's really hard and you think, I don't care how fast these are, I just... This yeah. is going to be a long one. <laughs> tick, tick the box, just get it finished. Yeah, that's what that session was like. So, Were you both pretty even as well, or you in front, or was Skillsy in front, or what was the story? We ran together the whole way. Yeah. So that was one of the first ones where he hasn't tried to outkick me in the last 10 seconds <laughs> of the last rep. <laughs> so he, uh, I think he's learning. I think he's, I think he's maturing. He's only 44 or something. So. <laughs> Mono's messages are getting through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you find that harder than your five-minute on, five-minute off? Yeah, yep. Because yep. it's funny because 
you know, you're running, well, you're almost running faster in the five minute on, five minute off. Yeah, you know, I know. And you're only you're only going for about a minute less than the two Ks off a off a ninety second, um, you know, sort of standing recovery. So, like, I reckon that shows how good that five on five off session was. You know, I I, I saw that on Strava, and I reckon um, that's a sign you're in shape. Oh yeah, but if if you have a look, I did time it well with the downhills. <laughs> I didn't. I, look at I, that. I'm not going to get too carried away here. Because I know that I probably went t- down 10 metres each rep or 15 metres. But isn't that funny how the perspective of two, like, you know, you look at those two sessions and you go, well, the like, why do, why do you need, you know, why do you need to stand around for 90 seconds for those 2K reps when you're able to float, five, you know, off the five-minute session? But, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, you, on, the, on the lake, you're probably into wind and it wasn't downhill. So. Oh, and it was Saturday morning and it's just <laughs> busy around there. Like, yeah. there's people. Floating like we were, it was raining, so there were umbrellas, and that means that we're running up on the banks of the like the track because people have their heads down and they're you're going to run into six old ladies with umbrellas in a row along the road. So we and there was a Sunday market on, so it it wasn't ideal. And I don't think I'll be back there on a Saturday morning, but um, yeah, I I felt better Tuesday than I did Saturday. There's no doubt about that. I, I did feel better. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, look, I'm trying not to, I, I don't get wrapped up in this. I just want to get it done and then cool. That one's in the bank. Let's go to the next one and let's not analyze it. Um, yeah. I like, I like your attitude. <laughs> I yeah. think that's a good, it's a good way to be in marathon training. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many workouts between now and the race that, uh, it's, it's about how many you can do, not how, how good they are. Yeah. Oh, people are going to love those words of wisdom. You're always the yeah. favourite with, you know, best advice. So I can't wait yeah. for people to hear those ones. They're going to love it. Quotes. I Google yeah. running quotes before yeah. I start. <laughs> have, they, have them written down a sheet. We're just the anal distance runners, Brady, oh. that analyse everything. Mate, I've been getting a hard time about petrol prices all week. That's what I've been bailed up by. But anyway. Yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> all right, Sunday? Oh, Sunday, yep. Um, so we went out for beer Saturday night. So, yeah, we organised a night to just welcome Watto back to Ballarat. Um, so we all got down to the Hot Temple, which is like a brewery type thing. He didn't show up, so we all just sat there and drank pints. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't, where rock he was. didn't rock up to his own party. Um, we had a few beers, definitely rusty in the morning, but it's got to get done. And I ran from home. Bree joined me. We ran um, for six or seven k out to the start of the long run, which is where everyone meets, and we had a solid group. So it was Mono was there, and then um, Troopy. He lived in Ballarat for a while, so he's got mates down here, and he was staying down. So they came along. He was there. A few younger guys, Jesse Fullerton, young guy who sort of run under four minutes, I reckon, for fifteen hundred, came along. Um, oh, uh, Nath was there, Berkey, just like a bunch of good, it was a good, it was a good group. Um, and, and we, we just went over the hills. It's the same loop we do every second Sunday, but it was a little slower, um, probably because the group was so big. And so you don't really realize it, but by the time I got home, I was out there for two, two hours, 35. And that's with waking up and not eating anything, kind of starting dehydrated, because I was hungover, um, 
not drinking anything because we're in the bush. There's no drink taps, no gels because uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even think about it or I didn't think I'd need it. And so you get home two hours 35 and you're like, whoa, I didn't even run fast, but I'm like, I'm beat up from that. So I was actually pulled up pretty stiff. Yeah, that's fair enough. How many beers did you knock back the night before? Um, I had two wines, one bottle, and um, probably four pints. Yeah, decent, decent going. That yeah. wouldn't have made two hours and a half uh, any easier. Oh, no, I think the problem with that is that I couldn't, like, I have these drinking sleep issues where if you have a few too many and then you go to sleep, the sleep is disturbed so much and <laughs> you're not actually rested when you wake up. That's where my issue was. Yeah, I think there's I a bit of science in that as well. I think I've read that a million times that it's how it stuffs up your sleep. Hey, um, oh, tell you about it. What's the Ballarat cat dog? Oh, well, you Excited. tell me. Well, I'm yeah. worried. I'm interested in this because we were running along Monday, Friday night, and um, down the alleys. We run down the alley behind our store. It's like a dirt dirt alley so it's really nice to run in and this thing runs along <laughs> it's kind of dusk so we didn't have the greatest view of it it looked like an echidna because it was running really funny but it didn't have it there was no tail and then when we got closer it was like a cat with no tail but it was really big and um cat dog i think <laughs> <laughs> i think it is a cat dog uh, has there been sightings from all the other like store owners and stuff? No, no, that was the first sighting. Okay. So I'm going to be in the courier tomorrow, I think. Um, <laughs> I'll report that, just like the panthers, the black panthers are down here, or the yeah. pumas or whatever. Watch yeah. your space bell, right? Yeah, dog. Uh, that's an interesting story. And you're feeling all good? Like body's in one piece? That was another, <laughs> how many Ks you knocked back? 180? For the week? 160, yeah. Uh... I think it was closer to 180. I was about 178, I think. So solid week. Felt really good until, um, well, last night. What's yesterday was Sunday. So just went out to flush legs out last night, um, and I just, I just wasn't. I'm, I'm just feeling a little rough. So I, I always have a one day a month. I schedule a day off running, and that was this Monday. So I uh, timed itself well because. Just feeling a little bit sore, slower, and um, uh, I want to. This is a slow, easy week for me, so I'm in a recovery or a, a down week, we'll call it. And um, yeah, we'll see, I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to jinx myself, but um, everything's going well. Good to hear. Saturday, uh, Saturday night might have something to do with it. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. I won't be. I won't be going drink for drink with you in Berlin. That's for sure. I would, well, make the, I would make the Sunday run if I had that much to drink on on Saturday night. I, I'm well practiced. Um, it's just I'll talk about it later when we talk about recovery. But it is it's a little bit part of my routine, and it doesn't happen very often where I go <laughs> where I binge. But um, it's part of my my routine. That's for sure. Rightio, good stuff. Hey, uh, my week was pretty, yeah, not much to report. I was up in Brisbane Monday and Tuesday, so 
got out for 45 minutes nice and easy like super slow like 450 kind of k pace didn't feel great on the on the monday just felt kind of really heavy so um just yeah didn't really look at the pace and just chipped along for 45 minutes on monday and tuesday wednesday was back in um achuka which was good so put that out to 12k and was feeling a bit better did a few strides in there thursday put it out to 14k and did a few strides as well but still wasn't feeling a hundred percent i really thought that you know after monday tuesday that it would have started to come good by wednesday thursday so i've got a mate who um is a masseuse about 350 meters around the corner so got into him and had a bit of cupping done and it was yeah good it felt almost walking out of there just felt a whole lot looser and lighter and um probably explains why friday i was i got out for 20k which was good and just really listened to the body but i was starting to click along at about 420 a kilometer on friday and then saturday kind of got out for a longer run so i was meeting a mate and um yeah got 25k done at about 410 pace and i knew by then that i don't know you just read the body and my body was almost telling me that it was everything was feeling good my quads weren't as heavy as they were earlier in the week and it was just giving me signs that i was feeling good again and then um Sunday did a 30 minute tempo so just went on heart rate just tried to keep it at 160 and um, yeah it kind of just went out and did that for half an hour and ended up averaging 313 which I was pretty happy with because I almost thought I wanted to do a session on the Sunday just to get a bit of the cobwebs out of the legs and just to get something done because I was really feeling a bit I was over jogging and um, yeah just wanted to get something done to just be able to get to the session this Tuesday, knowing that I'd already done something fast and it wasn't a bit of a blow the cobwebs out session this Tuesday and a bit of a waste. So really happy with how that went. A bit unorthodox doing it on a Sunday Arvo. But um, mm. I was going, yeah, I, I guess sometimes in the past I've got a bit caught up in, you know, you have to do a session Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday because that's how it's worked in the past or worked well for some people. But I really wanted to give my body the opportunity to, to let me know when it was ready to go fast again, not putting a day on it and not being sure. So, um, yeah, probably a younger version of myself probably wouldn't have done that. I probably would have jumped back into it too quick, but it was good just jogging around. And, yeah, I just knew Sunday it was um, time to go fast. So I think I only hit 110K, but that was the plan to have a pretty light week and, you know, still getting a good 25K in there and that tempo's um yeah pretty solid so i was pretty happy that i got that done had a bit on with um i was a park run race director on saturday morning so that took up most of my saturday morning and then we had a new fun run start up in town on sunday so it was actually pretty cool it was uh called run the fairways at a big golf club up here so yeah five and ten k course so i drove the golf cart buggy for the lead runners about a 12 year old i think wanted he uh he ran about 38 minutes he did a ripping job so um that yeah it's probably good having those things on a weekend when i was taking it pretty easy otherwise it it just takes up it's good stuff but it just takes up a lot of your saturday and sunday morning and it's kind of hard to hard to get that stuff done and then come back for your long run or um saturday session so pretty pretty basic week to report at my end but feeling a million bucks now even um just jogging this morning monday really ready to get back into it and it was almost like a 
it was a good break to have because now I feel like even super motivated as well. It's like that Gold Coast stuff's behind us and I'm really looking forward to getting into some really hard stuff after backing off for a few days. Do you feel yeah. the same, Brad? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to go now. And, um, yeah, what, what races have you have you got races planned between now and Berlin? Yeah, I'm doing Albert Park 10K next Sunday. So that's our state oh, okay. 10K championships down here. So, um, yeah. but I'm going How fast are you going to run? Uh, I'm just going to sit on you and try to outkick you in the last 100 metres uh, on the track there. Huh. I don't know. About, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I back me track speed, though. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, there. I ran a 40, 41 the other day. Did you? 300. Yeah. I'm going to have to kick from home, put in a surge at 3K and see if I can drop you or something. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll be together. Yeah, it's Will really, that be we'll be really that be close for you, boys? To each other. We, uh, we'll see. You gonna you want to break thirty one, don't you? Do you say thirty one should be easy? Yeah, but the way you're going, you'll be a lot quicker than that. Well, I just want to improve on Launceston. So what's that? Three or four weeks ago, I remember having a fairly good session. It must have been the Saturday after Launceston, where I kind of did some you know some three k as in. 910 or 95 or something like that and some 1500s in like 425 so i'm hoping that speed's still there but um like i'm still i'm going to go in pretty heavy are you uh well this is my scheduled oh, easy yeah, week anyway yeah, so yeah, no you've told um, me nice well yeah we'll see uh, i i'm going to go in and i'm going to race rather than um try to run a time i'm just going to put myself i'm going to try like i know there's a big difference between guys who can race that race and win it in 29 minutes but it doesn't normally happen like that so i'm going to try to just get myself up there and get myself around some guys that are probably better than me and and just see how i go because yeah. i don't care if i blow up what's who cares yeah. it's not there's no dramas so i'm going to go out and put it on the line and it's i think it's good to have a blowout like that around this far out from a race i don't know just like to do it yeah, I agree. And I'm a bit the same. Like, I'm, um, I'll back off a tiny bit after. I'm still going to do a session tomorrow and then a good long run or medium long on Wednesday, but then I'll back off Thursday, Friday. And good to Sunday race as well. You kind of get that extra day recovery. So, um, yeah, I just didn't want to back off too much, though, because I've already backed off last week. So then all of a sudden it turns into a two-week kind of a yeah. mini taper. And I, like, yeah, really, if I run 30-45 or if I run 30-15, this far out, it's not going to worry me at all. It's just, as you said, it's just getting it done and having a real solid 10K in the legs. Yeah, and having some, like, <clears throat> having a little treat along the way. That's yeah. how I look at it. Because I think if you go 12 weeks out from a marathon with nothing to keep you excited for, that's a long 12 weeks where all you're doing is busting your ass in training without getting a chance to test it out or to get the competitive stuff flowing. You'll start either racing yourself in training or try to run PBs every workout. So it's it's helpful to have races through there. That's exactly how I've overtrained in the past. I've had that mentality of like just staying home and almost like bunkering down and doing a 10 or 12 week training block and just trying to average, you know, 180K for 10 or 12 weeks. But I do exactly that. I just overtrain and try to mm. smash every session out of the park and better the session you've done the week before or whatever. And then it comes to the race and you're just cooked. Like it's, you kind yeah. of get a bit of a freshen up going into these races, a hard hit out. You've got to recover from it. So your training almost looks like a bit up and down. 
instead of just you know that straight 180k but you just all right you feel better and you race better i think off that i've tried the other way and i've just was fatigued and it just didn't work for me yeah it's not it's not going to do any harm at this point in the program to run a hard 10k yeah spot on what other race what other races will you guys do between now and then any or you can um, go first joint yeah i have i've got the lake wendery 15k which is nice. that's a fortnight after um albert park so it's on a saturday which means i can kind of still get a, a long run in even if it's really easy so i'm happy with that i'll i i think being a home race there's not a lot of home races here so you've got to get up for that um and then i'm doing a few trail events so i like trail running and i do it um because i like it and it it the long runs you can sit without cooking yourself and do a race out of it because it's so long and it's slower so i just i go out and do a 30 i think one of the races is called the peaks and trails it's dunkeld it's um run by a friend of mine derek and he he puts together a good course in the grampians there's a bit of climbing involved but it's kind of a really fun area to run and it's part of a race so uh go down do that for the weekend and then I'm going to go do the Wonderland run, which I ran last year. It's about 37K in the Grampians, so it's really quite hilly, but technical, so you slow down a lot. And you, I don't know, you, it's just a nice long run um, that you can still push to a marathon effort if you want to. Uh, it's not going to be the same pace, that's for sure, but if you sit around that same sort of heart rate, um, You'll, get a, you'll still get a, a similar, uh, I guess, benefit from it. You won't get the rhythm of a marathon, but you'll get the, the threshold um, hard effort for a long time uh, benefit. And banged up legs. Yeah, smash the downhills, jump off rocks, roll ankles, <laughs> all the smart stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. Cool. I'm just going to do um, all I've got planned so far, and I'll get some more stuff in the calendar, but I'm going to do the Run Melbourne Half Marathon. So um, it's a pretty technical course, and it's not the fastest course in the world, but we'd have a charity up in Echuca, Community Living and Respite Services, so it raises money and awareness for people living with a disability. So I'm an ambassador for those guys, and um, the past couple of, uh, the last three years, we've gone down there and sent a big group of people from Echuca down, and the Moama Bowling Club pays for the entries of all the participants, and we go down and kind of running all the different events in the same singlets. And, yeah, last year we had 129 people down there from Echuca and raised 81,000. Um, oh. This year we've got 205 people signed up. So we do training sessions every Monday. And, you know, I've, I've copped a bit of flack. People have given me a bid over the last – because it's not really an elite athlete kind of race that people do anymore. So people always wonder why I bother doing it. But it's just massive um, in our town and it's really easy to support and – just an awesome feeling seeing all those people down there with the singlets and you see them come down to training on a Monday night and heaps of kids and stuff. So I'll do that, but we'll plan to do that at um, 69-minute half marathon, we're thinking at the moment. So same thing, kind of go hard and try to run it at you know, a tiny bit faster than marathon pace and um, hopefully it feels good and practice getting a gel down at 40 minutes and just little things like that. So, um, yeah. Could you? Could you, I mean... Not to interrupt your plans, but could you do it as 
a long run where you you might do a 20k beforehand and then do it at like a marathon pace i've done that a few times and it's it's, it's a good way to get one of those hard long runs done because you're in a race atmosphere yeah so. i hadn't thought about that but i was just talking to someone this morning about it actually about I'm kind of, because I know Albert Park's this Sunday and then run Melbourne's two weeks after on a Sunday and I was kind of saying how it's a bit of a, I'm losing long yeah. runs pretty quick. Like there's two, you know, two 35 k exactly. plus right. long yeah. runs that I can't do. And then we're maybe talking about doing them, you know, on the Friday, like do a long run on the Friday and go in with heavy legs. But that might be different. Yeah, definitely an option as well. So that's something to think about. It's, um, yeah, it's been in the calendar for a while and we haven't really got back to fine tune it yet. But definitely something yeah. I think could work. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's about all that I've got planned. All our park and that one so far, and then we might have a look at something else. Are you going to do the Victorian Burnley Half Marathon, Julian? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's too close to the yeah. race. So it's, it's only three weeks out, and there's more things that can go wrong from that than go right. Yeah. Um, I think if I do anything, it would be doing exactly what I just said, one last hit out. So I've done it before where I've done it. Um, I think I've run like an hour before where I've gone maybe 15K and then I've run the race in 70 minutes um, and and that's been a really good workout and you've sort of finished afterwards without cooking yourself but you can score points for your team and you, it, it's a lot harder to do that on your own on some random road than it is when you've got 30 guys around you. So... Um, I, I like the idea. I, I might do that. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to, to sort of put together an idea now, so that was probably up there. Yeah. Hey, um, we had Chris wrote in to talk about recovery this week, just wondering what each of us do around you know, those little one percenters and aiding recovery during the week when you're kind of training for a marathon. So we might spend, I love how our last 15 minutes has just become like race chat, but um, we might spend the next bit of time talking about what we do for recovery so brad did you want to maybe kick us off and you're pretty yep. uh, meticulous with your recovery aren't you yeah i have been since um probably the start of this year like like the back end of last year i was sick and not running very well and got to around christmas time and for me christmas and new year is always a time to just reset so um i sort of knowing that i was going to go to berlin i was like all right well i want to I want to sort of maximise my, I guess, potential in Berlin and um, maybe it's time to actually place a bit more emphasis on, you know, things like recovery. So um, things that I've been doing this year um, in particular is after every, like, hard session, um, within the first 15 minutes, I'm getting down um, some, like, I have this um, mixture of whey protein with amino acids. Um, so I try and get, you know, about 20 grams to 20 25 grams of carb, oh, sorry, of protein in straight after a session and about 60 grams of carbs. So um, that could be, for me, like a banana and some lollies, something like that. Um, I also have the protein um, the days that I do double runs. So in the on the afternoon run, I'll finish that after my hills sprints and come in and have that. Um at night, I've been having like a slow release protein um, just because I had a blood test late last year and it was showing that my muscles, um, there was inflammation through the muscles and I, they weren't quite repairing properly. So um, I spoke to a dietitian mate and he suggested that maybe I have like a night protein as well just to help with that. 
Um, I guess other things that I do for recovery, uh, I guess I don't work Wednesdays anymore, so that helps, and I guess not everybody can, can do that. Um, I get a massage every sort of once every week to fortnight. Um, sleep, I've been a bit of a hermit this year. Like I, I make sure I get probably eight hours every night. So um, I'm up generally about six o'clock in the morning. So I'm, I'm in bed sort of nine, 9.30, um, which seems to be working. And I guess the other thing that's changed in my training over the last year or so is just going to two sessions a week, which I think really helps with recovery as well. Um, yeah, I think for a marathoner, if I was trying to do three sessions a week, I just wouldn't be recovering, um, and I don't think I'd be improving the way that I have been. Um, and at the moment, I think, you know, like I, I certainly feel like every week I'm getting stronger off the two sessions a week, and I guess really it's sort of four sessions a week that I'm doing because I do the, the two hard sessions plus a long run plus a midweek long run, but um, only two two structured sort of interval sessions. So there, there are a few things. Mm, some good things in there. Um, have you had a recent blood test to check if that protein's working? Um, no, I was meant to go back. Oh, I was meant to go back around after Canberra Marathon, but everything was going really well, so I didn't bother. <laughs> Sometimes it's good I'm, not I'm a, to know. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, reactive than proactive a lot of the time when it comes to um, <laughs> doctors and medicine and everything. So, um, but yeah, like I, I feel fine, um, fit and healthy. So yeah. And I always find it hard to go back for blood tests when I'm in hard training because the readings are always going to be all over the place. So post Canberra would have been a good opportunity, but now um, you know I'm running so much that the readings probably what wouldn't be that accurate anyway. So, mm. Yeah. What about you, Julian? <clears throat> um, recovery is something that I think is more. It's even more important than the details of the sessions that you're doing. Uh, because you can you can ruin yourself by not recovering properly, but you're not going to make yourself a champion by by running a good workout that's exactly right. So it, you can you can train the house down and then ruin it all by not recovering properly. And and so I never fully appreciated that. So I've put a like I've read a couple of really eye-opening books about how. Um, successful, not just runners or not just athletes, uh, become successful. And it's, it's not through the work that, oh, well, it is through the work they do, but it's what they do when they're not actually uh, working that, that is, that's when they become great. And um, the, the major thing that's super consistent across the board is sleep. So I sleep is paramount to me now i've changed a lot about how i go about it you might not think so from the um <clears throat> saturday night that i had uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often um i try to i would basically make sure that i'm in the in bed every night by 10 o'clock and that there's everything that i'm doing possible to get a full and really good night's sleep so I just feel amazing because of it. I've I've just I've stopped getting as much soreness. I'm a little bit more alert during the day. I feel maybe a little even sort of more positive about things when I'm getting nine nine hours versus when I was getting 
six and a half, seven hours. So it's it's been a it's been a bit of a life changer. Um, and I don't think if you're training as much as us, people don't understand. Like even someone who's running uh, sixty to hundred k a week, and they're trying to get the same amount of sleep as someone who does nothing like that. There's so much more stress on the body that it needs more time to recover. So it it just it makes so much sense that we need to actually rest our bodies more because we're stressing them so much. So you look at the person that runs 60k a week, we're running 180k a week. Like this is so important. We need to actually allow it to all be absorbed, and and we have to have times where the every, the, the neuromuscular system recovers. Proteins are rebuilt, glycogen's re- replenished, and that all happens when we're sleeping. So, like, that's the most important thing for me, sleep. Um, hey, just to interrupt, I, what things did you put in place to enforce you got that ni- those nine hours? Um, I basically just made a rule that I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that bed before 10 a.m. Like, that's, oh, there's a show on. Okay. I'm actually going to be disciplined enough to forget watching TV and go and go to bed. Yeah, it's it's pretty much as simple as that. And you're it's, leaving phones out of the bedroom <clears throat> and stuff like that, so that doesn't distract you, or? Oh, I put it on air. So that yeah, that's a good point. I I changed it to airplane mode. Yeah, yeah. And and so I don't get any updates of anything until, um, whenever I wake up, which is like I think I set it to about seven thirty or something, seven o'clock, and and so that's. That's been great. Also, having a pre uh, a pre sleep protein snack. So whether it's having some cheese or drinking a glass of milk, so I can actually sleep through the night a lot better. Before that, I was not doing that, and I would wake up at two thirty and go out and have a munch on some stuff and check my phone. It was just horrible. It's just I look at it now. Have, yeah, smash a beer, <laughs> uh, play with a dog, you know. <laughs> but um, check Strava, just do all those things. Yeah, throw some kudos out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sleep's been massive for me. Um, I also think it, it it's about uh, there's a lot of recovery that's that's not quite understood as well. So you need to relax after a work after you work so for us work is is running that's our work where we we stress the body with 180k a week and i think getting the work done and then relaxing and not thinking about it it's this is going to get sciencey but i read this really cool um kind of study where they took I think it was college runners and they had them do a hard workout, an athlete, a hard workout. And the guys that, then they took half the people and put them in isolated rooms and they got to play with their cell phone and that was it. And then the other half, they went, I think they socialized it. They got a pizza and had a, had a beer and got to chat with each other for the, the two hours after the run. And in the morning, the testosterone levels of the the people that were um, socializing were just so much higher, whereas the isolated person, his testosterone levels were really low. So obviously if you're releasing testosterone and um, you're getting a a better hormone mix for recovery, so 
that's been really important as well, I think, is just sort of relaxing after a workout, not analyzing it and not overthinking it, not planning your next session and, and um, making sure work is work and then relaxing is, is not related to that. Uh, obviously, there's like intricate ones. We all do them where we periodize our training. We have three or four hard weeks, but we all also balance it with a, a quieter week. And we do that within a year where we take rests out of after races. And then within a, a week, we're doing that as well. So we're not going to run hard after a long run. And we have a, a really easy day. And the recovery, even within that easy run, will we'll, we'll recover, I guess, from, from a, a hill effort where we, we want to go hard. Maybe up the hill, we do a hill repeat. But the rest is really important to allow ourselves to get another good good repeat straight after it. Um, so this rest and recovery is is as much of a an important thing as as the actual workouts that we're doing. And and people just don't realise that it's all training programs don't even really talk about that. All they talk about is you're going to run six k, six by one k in this time. Oh yeah, you might have thirty seconds rest. We don't know why. We don't. We're just doing that so we can get our breath back. But and they don't concentrate on how you should be recovering. And like I, I find that part of the whole training cycle just really interesting. Mm. That's my rant. That's my rant. Some good Dying stuff. Advice. Hey, great well, advice. Yeah, it's amazing advice. It's um that testosterone stuff is real interesting as well. It's um what else though? Like you get massages or ice baths or anything like that. No, no. I mean, I see a myotherapist a little bit, but one of the other things, and it's not like it's indirectly related to, related to recovery, but doing strength and conditioning training where you strengthen your muscles, I'm finding I'm, rep- I'm recovering better after hard efforts because I'm stronger in those muscles. So the, the strength work I'm doing means I'm recovering better from my workouts and I'm not as sore afterwards. So having that background, and that's... There is also, if when we're getting into the hormone stuff, <laughs> the the reason that a lot of the more, I guess, scientific athletic programs out there do strength work is because it it gives you a really strong heavy release of growth hormone after you do a heavy session, and so if you do a if you get in the weight room after a workout, you you're getting this big release of growth hormone that doesn't just go, all right, we're going to repair the exact muscle that we, we did squats. So we're going, to do, we're going to repair the quads right now with this growth hormone. It, goes, it helps everything, and it just encourages the body to repair and recover. So after that workout, you might not feel like doing a few squats. You might not feel like deadlifting or whatever, but in the morning or throughout the night, the, the hormone response to that weight training is going to help you with your recovery. Yeah, so do you only lift on the days that you work out? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> no, it just that's where having a job makes it impossible yeah. for me, basically, because <laughs> I, I go in there on my um, easy days So because I, I can't fit everything in at once. But um, I think if you lifted after your workout, that is the optimal time to do it. That's how I, I feel about it. Um, yeah. And that takes so much motivation and energy levels to get that done. Like, you know, I was speaking earlier about, you know, it's a rainy day around the Ballarat Lake and all you want to do is get this session done to then yeah. finish that off and sit in your car and drive to the gym for an hour. 
you're not going to do it. It's, yeah. That's yeah. There's a difference between an athlete that works and an athlete that has is that running is their job. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, you guys pretty much took all the words out of my mouth. I um just wrote a couple of things on a piece of paper, and sleep was the big one that I put on the top as well. I'm um. Yeah, I love me sleep. It's so good. I'm pretty similar to you, Brad, kind of in bed at 9, 9.30s, try to be asleep to the dead to the world at um, 10ish and kind of go through until 6am, which is um, to get at least eight, sometimes get a bit bit more than that. And um, oh, one thing, because there's a bit of science behind it not being proven to be that good, but it's always worked for me. We've got a swimming pool, so constantly just get in there for the 10 minutes and walk around in the water, salt water and... Um, yeah, it's cold and it hurts, but it's always I've always felt better the day after um, I do that. I'm not sure if it's mentally, just knowing that I've done it to feel a bit better. But even this week, I didn't get in until Thursday. And then um, Friday was the first time I actually felt like I could start running kind of low four-minute Ks again. That could have been as well after that treatment. But um, yeah, treatment for me is probably pretty similar to Brad, kind of once a once a week, no, probably not once a week, once every 10 days, once a fortnight, um, and just kind of really just eating good foods, like foods that are good for you in general, like not so much processed stuff that's going to have the yeah. inflammatory kind of, um, I guess, effects yeah. on the body, just heaps of good fruits and vegetables, and just always smashing water down to keep hydrated, and occasionally I might chuck a pair of skins on if I've um, had a hard workout and try to sleep in those, but all kind of tiny things. I don't think, I think all those other things are kind of tiny little one percenters, whereas the sleep and the good diet, I think can make huge difference in your recovery and in your training. Um, yeah. And I think going back to what we we're saying before, like just listening to your body, like if you feel tired and you've got, you know, one K reps or whatever on the training plan and you feel like you can't do them, well, we'll give it an extra day or kick the long, long run back if you're feeling um, flat or, you know, of course not taking the easy option out and pulling the pin every single time you go to do a session, but probably just really let your body be the number one coach. Do you guys um, ever monitor like your morning heart rates and stuff to see if how that's tracking along? Uh, I don't, no. Yeah, Brad? No, I don't either, no. That was but I think on the point you just made though about um, taking the easy option out, I feel like the easy option would be to do the workout. All right, yeah. it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder for me to say, no, I'm not going to do this workout today. Like, this isn't. I'm not feeling it. It's not right. I, I don't. That's a hard thing to do for a runner. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a lot harder. I mean, it's a lot easier to say, oh, I'll just do it and I'll see how I feel and rah rah rah. But to be able to walk away from that, even after a warm up, that's a, that's a tough. That's a tough bloke or a tough lady right there. It's a great, it's a brave move. Like it's even checking Strava last week when you guys were banging out sessions and stuff and I knew I wasn't feeling good and I'm like, oh, kind of doing a 110K week, you know, 10 weeks out from a marathon made me look, not made me look soft, but I was like, you actually training for this marathon or what's going on here? But um, yeah, now I'm just so stoked that I did it and didn't take the easy option because it probably would have been easier for me to go out and bang some pretty dodgy sessions out. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it takes a really disciplined person to actually pull themselves back. That's that's from my experience with distance runners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we're all a bit um, a bit crazy upstairs, I reckon. 
yeah. And, and, I, and I guess, as I said the other week, like for a marathoner, it's more about just running. Like sessions aren't as important as they are for a track runner. So just getting out and running. So going and running for an hour instead of doing your two or three by 5K, you're not going to lose anything in the long run doing that at all. And I've found since going to two sessions a week, I actually – look forward to doing sessions more than I did them when I, when I was doing them three times a week. It was like, oh, here we go, here's another session, and I've only got one day to recover before I do it again, whereas now it's like, oh, I do a session on Tuesday, I've got till Friday, and by the time Friday rolls around, it's like, I can't wait to run hard again. Mm. So yeah. I, think, cool. I, think menta- I think mentally going to two instead of three just makes the whole week more enjoyable and manageable. Yeah. 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 Fully, I agree. I, I am so excited to do 1K reps tomorrow morning, and I haven't said that for a very long time. Um, just yeah, backing off the last week, it's made you kind of excited and motivated to go again. All right, I reckon that's about it. Nothing more to add about recovery? No. Uh, no. No. All good. Rightio, Julian, I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Good luck, good luck boys. Looking forward oh, to thanks. it. Looking forward, I look forward to it. I look forward to next week's report. Yeah, well, it sounds like Julian's going to go crazy with no watch on, so it could any he could win it. Yeah, I can. I'll have to run a very big PB to be winning it. Twenty nine fifty, I'm predicting from you. Oh, give it a rest. <laughs> What's your PB, Brad? We'll go for that. Uh, on the road, twenty nine fifty two yeah. or three, I think. If I get within a minute of that, I'll be a happy man. I reckon. It's yeah, um, you, it's you not do the, that. it's not the fastest course. There's a few U-turns there, isn't there? No, it's not a fast course. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's flat. It's flat. a flat course, but you're turning around too often, and you you get a lot of. Ugh, I'm making excuses, but there's a lot of wind out there around that lake that cops it. Yeah. So we'll see. So there yeah. we go. In Brad's defence, yeah. you did that in Sydney Ten, though, didn't you? And that's got about seven U-turns as well. Yeah, that was Sydney Ten. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's not a fast um, course either. Yeah, so that was a good run from you that day. Yeah, I thought it might have been part of a triathlon or something. <laughs> 9.7k. <laughs> Brady was in that race. I was in there, yeah. 3019, I ran. You, you smashed me that day. That was right. You, oh, wow. you won it, didn't you? Didn't you win the state championship or something? Uh, yeah, I was first New South Wales runner because it was Liam. Um, Liam out sprinted Jake Burt Whistle. That's and right. then uh, Stewie McSween was 10 seconds in front of me. Um, how does New South Wales title work when you don't live in New South Wales? Well, I was st- registered with Sydney University. Oh, yeah. Mm. Let the officials uh, know about that one. That's a dodgy yeah. one. Actually, I think I've only ever raced you once, Julian, and you um you ran me down the, st- ran me down the home straight. No, oh, that's was, those 300s, mate. Yeah, it was uh, Vic. Vic 5K a couple of years ago, I had a, um, I was in no man's land with a couple of K to go, and then a massive pack of you guys swamped me in the last lap. There was like you, Nick Earl, um, was it Will Potter, someone mm. else. Like, I think you, what, you're on 419, I was 420, 1419, I think. Yeah, I like yeah, I, that's, yeah. Yeah, I was 1420. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Now that we um, have a look at where uh, Nick Earl is. Have a look at where we are. Yeah. yeah. We're just old hacks talking on a podcast every Monday night. He's running well. He's run 6450. <laughs> I reckon that was when he started to fly. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a listener as well. Nick will love getting a mention there. Uh, 
Uh, he, he he sat on me the whole race that day and then kicked me in. I think he waited till 50 to go before he did it. I think Nick's pretty good at being a tactician like that, just hammering behind people and then just going for the for the line. Going for the Mind glory. you, what's your half mar- What's your half PB, Jules? Um, oh, it's sixty-eight something. Oh, yeah. You need to rewrite that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have. There's no halves. There's no halves on the menu at the moment. You'll um, you'll break that in the first half of Berlin. <laughs> now it, it's time to go to bed, fellas. <laughs> Just on that, is fourteen nineteen your five k PB? Yes. Ah, oh, same as mine. What's yours, Brad? Uh, fourteen twenty. Oh, couldn't get three PBs closer together. Uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, yeah, yeah, I think it's time to go to bed. Talking about all that sleep, it's getting to uh, nine p.m. All right, all right, boys. Good luck for Thanks, the weekend. Week. Uh, chat next week. See you, see you the weekend, Julian. See you next week, Brad. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. See ya. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 